Hi everyone, welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 215. This week's message is, Faith Comes from Hearing the Message. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you for joining in uh, this week and being received of another blissful encouraging message from that of the words of God. Uh, I pray that all things are going well with everyone uh, as you're receiving this message for this week. Uh, As we are very much into this day, uh, you know, once again, there's things that have unfolded and there are uncertainties. There's unharsh, there's hardships but in, 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 in the midst of these things, my brothers and sisters, there's joy. And I know how hard it can be for, you know, I, I can't imagine what some of you are going through and the things that you're having to deal with. But just thinking and, and, and just going back and just recapping over some of the things that, you know, have taken place in my life. I can just barely imagine what could be going on in some of your your guys' lives, you know, because I hear different stories, I see different things that take place and unfold, and people are dealing with things, you know, people are, people are going through. And so, with that being said, you know, for for me to say, well, hey, you know, find the blessings in the midst of the storm, you know, we're not seeing the blessings in the midst of the storm, and to 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 say. Contain your joy. Well, not contain your joy, but but allow your joy to thrive, even at those moments. And and in some aspect, yes, retain your joy. Uh, because when I say retain your joy, I'm not saying suppress your joy. I'm not saying don't show your joyfulness. I'm not saying don't give praise, don't shout. I'm not saying that. I mean, you gotta be, you do gotta be careful where you shout and you know, and joyfulness at, because some people, you know, in some places will look at you like you don't lost your mind, and they might be ready to go ahead and call the cops on you or whatever, you know. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying in that much as to say, you know, don't show your 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 joyfulness, don't give praise, don't be happy. No, I'm not saying that. When I say retain your joy, is what I'm saying is that. Don't let your joy be taken from you. Don't let your joy deplete because of the hardships and the sufferings and the the oppression, you know, that you're dealing with and life's issues that have you tossed here and tossed there. Uh, Do not allow your joy to be depleted. So retain your joy. Uh, and it's not easy. I know it's not easy. You know, I don't sit here and say this like, oh, you know, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. And I don't sit here and say, you know, like I personally myself got it going on and I don't ever have an issue where uh, I'm in jeopardy of losing my joy. I'm in jeopardy of my hope being diminished because I have moments like that all the time, all the time. My brothers and sisters, all the time there's moments where things will take place and unfold in my life and I stop and and I meditate on it or think about it real quick and I'm like, wow, 
Where do I go from here? What do I do now? So what's going to happen now? So is this it? You know, we, we all have thoughts and we all say some choice words. <laughs> um, and, and, and God knows that we get frustrated. He knows that we get frustrated. He knows we get upset. He knows that there are times when we're so stressed out, we're in anxiety. That's why, you know, the word tells us about anxiety. It tells us about prayer. Um, so that's why I'm so adamant about pray. You know, pray, pray, and, and, and don't allow anxiety to be so built up on you. Don't don't allow the things that are taking place in your life, the things that are coming down hard, the things that are trying to deter you, trying to stop you, trying to belittle you, trying to dissolve your 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 hopes and and eat away at your faith, and, and, and cause you to have unwaveringness. In that of your face, not alone, but cause you to go through life without any joy. That truly just steals your joy as it sucks your hope away from you. But my brothers and sisters, do know, do know that Christ is our hope. And, and, and with that being said, think about it like this right here. If we know that Christ is our hope, then think about the fight that Christ rose on the third day. With all power in his hand. He has defeated death. So if he can defeat death. The, the things that we got going on in our lives. Are nothing in comparisons. So retain your hope. Because Christ is your hope. He is the hope that we speak of. He is the hope that we, we, we hold on to. And we grasp close to us at night. Because we hope. For blessfulness. We hope for the, for the promises of Christ to be showered upon our lives. And to be manifested. So hold close and tight unto you that which is of Christ. Because he is our hope. There's going to always be something that's going to take place in your life. There's going to always be something that's going to unfold. There's going to always be some issue. And that's not me speaking anything negative on you. That's not me uh, cursing you because I'm not cursing you. I'm just merely speaking and sharing unto you facts. Before, as long as you live on this God green earth, in this form of that of a fleshly vessel, and within this fleshly vessel, you are going to experience some life issues. It's a given. It's a given so much to the point that what Christ said, take heart. Be of faith. For I have already conquered the world. He said, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but take heart. Take heart. Because I've already conquered the world. You know, don't worry about all that stuff. It's going to happen. You see, he even knew that. And that's why he said, you know, you, you, you're going to have some trials and tribulations. And, and I want to say this to you, my brothers and sisters. This is something that I've begun to say unto you. And I, I've been speaking it. And I, I want you to grab it for what it is. When I say to you and I share with you that, hey, you're gonna, there's going to be problems. There's going to be some troubles. There's going to be some life issues. That's not me trying to scare you or trying to 
deter you or cause you to have diminished faith or to walk in depression or worration or frustration, none of that stuff. But it's to give you an understanding that things are going to happen. And once you have that understanding that it's going to happen, your focus is not going to be so much into that. Your focus is going to be so much more into what it is that it needs to be on. And that's your assignment for God's kingdom. Because see, the devil uses these things to try to deter you. He uses these things to try to frighten you, scare you, diminish you. Because we have this unknown understanding as to what is going to happen. But see, when you have an understanding that, yes, something's going to happen. You may not know what it is. You may not know when it's going to happen. But you know it's going to happen. You know that there's going to be trials and tribulations. That's why Christ said there will be trials and tribulations. He said you will experience. He said, but take heart. For I have conquered the world. So, brothers and sisters, don't be worried about all that stuff. You feel me? So as we... As we continue on this journey of life, this assignment that's given to each one of us to be servants unto that of God's kingdom, my Heavenly Father, and as we all have our marching orders, we, we, we're all blessed, blessed bestowed gifts that are to help us in, on that of our journey to complete our assignments. And fulfill our life's purpose. So as we continue to journey. My brothers, my sisters. Let us do so with a. With a cheerful heart. With, with, with a joyfulness in that of our spirits. Yes. It's difficult. Very much so. And there are moments when. You really truly want to just say. You know what. I'm, I'm through with this. I'm done with this. I don't want any more of this. I'm, I don't want no more part of this. And we always say, I'm tired. I'm tired. And there's moments that we're truly tired, brothers and sisters. It's not so much of a physical tiredness as it is a spiritual drain that we experience. But I want to say this to you. Take that one good solid breath. Breathe in again. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Let's do it again, brothers and sisters. Breathe in. Breathe out. And as you do that, catch hold of that flame, that torch that is of Christ, that is in you. That light of Christ that is in you the strength of that of thy heavenly father through that of thy son is in you amen you are a disciple you are a descendant disciple from that of the direct disciples of Christ you are Truthfully, a God-given 
blessing. So my brothers and sisters, you are created great to do great things. So let's go forth and do those great things. Amen. As we continue our journey, don't look at every obstacle as, oh man, here we go again. Oh boy, I knew this was going to probably happen. Let's not try to have that mentality. Let not that mindset be about you, but simply welcome in a way what comes forth. Because see, we learn from the good and we learn from the bad. So we're learning from the bad just as well as we're learning from the good. We're blessed by the bad just as much as we're blessed by the good. And you say, well, I, I don't know about that. Well, guess what? When you go through something and when you have gone through and your breakthrough has arrived, You've made it out of that situation. You've made it out of that circumstance. You can look back on it and you can say, man, you know, wow. I don't know how that happened, man. I, you know, and there's times you can just sit and laugh about it. Say, yeah, you know, yeah, da, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but guess what? Each and every time that you've made it out of something, it's made you stronger. Each and every time, you've gotten stronger. Each and every time you've gotten more wiser. Each and every time you've become more aware and cautious. You've leaned more towards God. And less towards the world and that of yourself as well. Think about it. Because you've turned unto God in your moment of depression. In your moment of weariness. In your moment of not knowing what to do. You seek the face of God. And it's at that moment. That your faith is strengthened. Because you begin to believe. And have hopes in that of Christ. And your faith is unwavering. And when the manifestation comes forth. Oh, blessed be Jesus. Mm. The strength that is in that of you. The unwaveringness in that of your faith that takes place at that time. So you see, my brothers and sisters, you are becoming closer and closer unto God. You're Beginning to let go of things of this world and the things of understanding in that of self or of self. You're no longer leaning upon the world nor that of yourself in your own understanding. But you're leaning and seeking the wisdom and the knowledgeableness of that of God. You're seeking it. And you're understanding your purpose. And you're walking in it. You're fulfilling it. And you're on the verge of completing your assignment. 
Now, this doesn't mean that you're not going to have some moments where it's going to be some issues. It's going to be some things that take place. It's going to be some circumstances that's going to arise and cause some situations to blow up in your face. But by now, you've learned to not lose your cool. You learn to not allow your peace to be disrupted because of something that takes place. That truthfully, most likely, you probably don't have control over it anyway. But God. You see, brothers and sisters, yes, we do have authority. We do. And there are some things that we can do and achieve and accomplish without God. But let us not forget, it is God who has blessed and bestowed unto us the knowledge as well as the ability and resources to do what is needed to be done. So although we have it within ourselves to do without turning to God and asking, we still must turn to God and give praise and thanks and be grateful because without Him, we would not have. Without Him, we would not have an understanding. Without Him, we would not have courage. Without Him, we could not go forth and achieve. So even though He may have not performed a miracle in that of your situation at that given time, He still bestowed unto you the understanding, the ability to understand, the ability to comprehend, the ability to do, the ability to, 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 to progress, to carry out in that in instructions as you have learned it and thus that allows you to overcome what you were going through. So still, my brothers and sisters, we owe him the glory. He is worthy of the praise. And we must still honor our Heavenly Father. And be grateful for the blessedness that He has bestowed. Because see, no one becomes knowledgeable on his own. Oh yeah, you know, I went to such and such and such a school and I've got this and I got this degree and I got this doctrine and I got this and that. Okay. But where you at on true knowledge? Where you at on true understanding? Where you at in that of knowledgeable wisdom? You know, the word of God. How much of that have you allowed to sink into your life? Now, I'm not going to sit and try to toot my own home because I still got a long ways to go myself. I still got much more I need to learn. There's much more I need to soak in. There's more that I need to allow to walk out in my life. So I'm not going to sit and say, hey, yeah, you know, I know God's word up and down, in and out. You know, I'm not, you know, I, 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 yeah, you know, I can quote 50 squid. No, I'm not going to sit here and say all that. Because I'm still learning. I'm still absorbing And even though I might know a little something, a little something, I'm not going to boast on that. 
I keep it humble because I know without God, I am nothing. It is him that has allowed me to do and to be. So anything that I might know, or have the opportunity to learn and retain, is all because of God. And I am most humbly grateful. Humbly grateful. And it is with meekness that I worship and praise, giving honor to that of my Heavenly Father. Because you see, just as simple and easy as it may seem sometimes that I've received knowledge, it can be taken away from me in the same breath. Just as good as blessings have come forth, they can be removed the same. So we're all living this life, my brothers and sisters. We're all seeking to do better, to be better. We're all desiring to be all that we are created to be. I desire not to see anyone fall. And if you're doing better than me, well, I say this to you. God bless you, my brother, my sister. May you continue to be fruitful. Because you see, why am I going to spit on you? Think about it. If I spit on you, I spit on God. And I in turn hinder my blessings. If I criticize you, I criticize God. If I'm judging you, then I'm judging God. I'm not going to do that. And with everything that I think and I say, I'm hindering my blessings. So you've done some unthinkable things towards me. You've said some words that others would never repeat of me and towards me. Well, I say this. God bless you. May you continue to live long, prosperous, and be fruitful. May you always experience healthiness, kindness, generosity, and may everyone be compassionate unto that of you. May there always be love and unity in that of your dwelling. And may all that which is of your needs be fulfilled with abundance, with overflow. That's what I will say. That's how I will respond. And why? And you say, well, bro, he just cussed you. Bro, he just, he, 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 he threatened to hurt you. He talked about you. He said some harsh words. He ran up on you. He, he, he pushed you. He threatened to hit you. He threatened to... It doesn't mean I won't defend myself. But what it means is that why am I going to respond in a way that is negative? 
we get caught up in what takes place in our lives daily. We get frustrated, we get aggravated, we're stressed out. We're fed up. And with each coming day of the same, uncertainty is constantly building. It's constantly building. We see around us prices going up. Wages are not staying the same. Job opportunities going down. Or you say, oh man, it ain't, it ain't hard to get a job. Everybody's hiring. Well, yeah. But are you willing to work for what they're hiring for? Are you willing to work for what they're paying? Is it going to be helpful to you? Don't get me wrong. I'm not downing anyone. I'm not trying to talk negative about anything or anybody. I'm simply just speaking facts. You can go ahead and listen to anyone or watch anything. And you'll see that they're talking about the same thing that I just mentioned. But the difference is, I have no agenda behind that. I'm not trying to hurt nobody by saying what I say. If anything, I'm, I'm seeking to encourage you. If anything, I'm seeking to edify, to lift you up, to motivate you. Giving you an opportunity, I'm presenting unto you a chance to be refueled with continuously motivational strength. And to always allow there to be opportunity to receive knowledgeable wisdom. The knowledgeable wisdom of God, our Heavenly Father. You see, I encourage you by speaking words to you. And not just any words. Most of the words are that of God. From God. So you say, well, how are you encouraging me? A word is a word. I read the Bible. Yes, you do. But some of us don't always, we don't always see the encouragement in that of the word. Because we're caught up in the situation. We're caught up in the circumstances that, that, that brought about the situation. We're twirling around in, in life's issues. So we don't always see the encouragement in that of the scriptures of God's words. How hard is things? How difficult is it getting for you? Are you still standing strong in faith? Are you still steadfast? Have you had any moments where you've almost slipped into that zone of wavering faith? Have you had any visits from that friend of doubtful? Oh, he's there. He's knocked a couple of times. He's come by. He's waved at you. He's even spoke to you. But you ignored him because why? You was walking in faith. So his advances you didn't pay attention to. His presence, you wasn't privy of it. Because you were so focused. 
standing steadfast in faith. You had on your armor of God, your shield raised high. You were ready. You scraped. But let me share with you something. Be careful. Be mindful. Be awake. Because guess what? That adversary, that devil, he's always lurking. He's always seeking. Someone that he can devour, kill, and destroy. And doubt is always looking for a friend. You know, kind of like that phrase that says, misery loves company. Well, doubt loves the doubter. And he can't wait to befriend you. So, my brothers and sisters, keep your heads up. Retain your joyfulness. Let there be always happiness in that of your heart. And even in the midst of trouble. I mean hard storms, bad storms, times and moments where you just don't know. I mean, I'm talking about seriously, you just don't know what's going to happen. You can't tell where you're going, coming, you're up, you're down, you're in, you're out. But don't lose this one thing. Don't you ever lose the fight that God got you. And don't you ever forget. That you are a child of God. And you created great. To do great things. Understand that? So. We're here right now. We're in 2023. This year is going by. Fairly fast. We're already in the middle of the year. It seems like just yesterday. We were welcoming this year in. This new blessing. But my brothers, my sisters, there's still much more to go. There's still much more to experience as well as to achieve and to take hold of and possess. Let not your focus be so much on how quick the time is going by or what day has come and gone. But let your focus be on that which has been given unto you in assignment. Let your focus be on that. Work hard. Be diligent. Be of good cheer. Hold your heads up. Be faithful. Let all things be that of the Lord. Be consumed in that of you. And allow yourself to be consumed of all things of that of the Lord. That you may stay focused. That you may be steadfast in faith. Unwavering. And that you don't seek the friendliness of that of doubt. Because there's going to be some lonely moments. There's going to be some times when you just, you just don't know. You feel me? There's going to be some moments where you just, you just out there. And that's when doubt going to come. That's when Doc going to scroll along. That's when Doc going to pull up in his nice, beautiful, spanking Maserati. Ain't going to look at you. you. Hey, 
You alright? Come sit and take a load off. Let me talk to you. Let me fellowship with you for a minute. And trust me, my brothers and sisters, you don't want that kind of fellowship. You don't want to give your time to that kind of conversation, that type of company. Don't indulge in what he has to offer. Stay steadfast in faith. Don't be wavering. Keep yourself together. I know it gets tired standing strong with all that armor and stand fully dressed in that which is of God. I know it gets weary sometimes. I know it even gets lonely at times. But you're not alone. You're not carrying the weight all by yourself. My brothers and my sisters. We know. How the word tells us that. Our father will never leave us nor forsake us. We know that he's always there. And he says unto us. Be of courage. Be strong. Be of good faith. Well, let me tell you this. You're strong. You have courage. And your faith is unwavering. And why can I say this with such confidence? Because, see, you know, I know that you are a child of God. And with that being known, you're created fearlessly and wonderfully made. Not only that. <laughs> mm, blessed thee, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not only that, but you are a conqueror. And you created great to do great things. So my brothers and sisters, as this day is passing us, and this week is going ahead and coming round to come to an end and the close of another week coming by, I say to you this, don't let the situations coming forth that have been created by the circumstances that decided to uproot themselves around you. Don't let it diminish your hope. Don't let it suck away your faith. Don't let it introduce you to doubt. Because doubt is not your friend. Stay in joyfulness. Be happy. Be cheerful. Be a good heart. Because guess what? The Lord says I have already conquered the world. And although you're going to have trials and tribulations. My brothers, my sisters. Think on that. He's already conquered the world. So if he's conquered the world. That means whatever you're dealing with. Whatever you're going through. It's already defeated. Whatever you're against. Up against. It's already defeated. You've already won. You already have the victory. You're just going through the motions. So be joyful. Be of good cheer. 
Amen? Blessed thee, Father God. Mali Roshi. Gabana Edro. Koshebodorma e a higher massacre. Visual Rotom Alrosherak. But there may look Ushibodorum as a clear room, O Kosherak. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be, O Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that is given unto thee. I thank you for all that has been bestowed, O Father God. For each and every moment of the day, we're receiving, we're receiving, we're getting the download, Father God, of the blessedness that you're releasing into our lives. O Father God, we stand and we receive the Latin rain as it pours down upon us, drenching us in that of your heavenly blessings. Oh God, you've shown your love unto us. And oh, oh, how sweet, how sweet it is. How joyful it makes us feel to be truly loved. Because we feel the comforts of your bosom. We see the magnificentness of your refuge. And we have experienced the might of your power. Oh God, how majestic are thee. How truly sovereign are thee. We bow ourselves unto thee. Our heads, O oh Father God, are kneeled down before thee. And with praise we lift up our hands and shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise unto the one and mighty only God. Joyfulness is in our hearts and there is greatness of wonderfulness. Our praise singing forth from our spirits. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings that are bestowed. Thank you for the goodness and the wonderfulness, oh, Father God, that we experience. Oh, blessful of thy might. Joyfulness is that the presence of thy spirit. For not a moment, oh God, is there an emptiness among us. Because your presence fulfills all things. Although the room may seem empty, oh my God, it is overfilled with the abundance of your love. How truthful is this in our lives? Because even in the moments where we may seem to be alone, <laughs> we're overwhelmed by the presence of your spirit. And at the moments, oh God, when we're so saddened, <laughs> we have nothing but the love of your joyfulness hugging us, caressing us, lifting us up in the blessedness of your refuge. Beneath thy wings, oh God, are we kept. And oh, my Lord, how truly, truly joyous it is. Heavenly Father, I pray and present unto thee, unto your throne room. I lift up my brothers and sisters in Christ. For I know that all things are possible through you. I know that regardless of what we may be going through, regardless of what we're experiencing, that there's nothing that cannot be accomplished through you. Oh, Father God, I lift them before you and petition you that you may continually bless them, that you may show unto them the joyfulness of that of your presence, the upliftingness of that of your refuge, and how protective they are. Oh, magnificent are thee, O oh God, truly joyous. May they thrive and all things be that of you. 
May they never have a dull moment, O Father God. May there be never a weariness in their heart. Let them be strong, O Father God. Let them be strong, O Father God, in the sight of danger. Let them have courage and be of good cheer. Let their faith be forever steadfast. O God, let the goodness of that of you, truly, O Father God, glow from them as that of your anointing showers them. And in the moments when they think that they're alone, oh, let the coolness of the wind touch upon them, reminding them that you are near. My Lord. I thank you for that which is being released right now. I thank you, Father God, for the guidance that you are given unto that of our brothers and sisters. You're opening their eyes and leading them along, oh Father God. You're opening doors, oh Father God, and closing doors. You're knocking down trees. You're clearing a path, oh Father God, in the wilderness for them that they may see. You're guiding them, oh Father God. Through the mysteries of this world. You're blessing them, O oh Father God. With that which is needed. Overflow. Overflow, Father God. Overflow. 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 Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you, Jesus. That's your little machine. Thank you. Mm, my God. Oh, Father God, may my brothers and sisters in Christ know. May they know joy. May they dance and sing in the company of that of joy. May all things be joyous in that of their lives. Even in the moments when things seem not to be joyful. Let there be a goodness of cheer in their heart. Amen. Amen. Faith comes from hearing the message. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. 
For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. But their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the commonization of the law. Of the law. So that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the depth. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For... Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. Again I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation. <laughs> that has no understanding. And Isaiah says, boldly says, Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But concerning Israel, he says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obsolete people wow wow 
Wow. Those are some powerful words. My brothers and my sisters, we, we, we're going through this life right now. And I know, as I said, you know, in the, in, in, in the introduction and leading up to this message, I, I know I said how things are with some of us. We were going through some serious, you know, times. And, you know, we can all sit in fellowship and say, yeah, you know, I remember when it was this. I remember when it was that. I remember you can go and buy this with that. I remember you was able to do this, you was able to do that. And we sit and you know, we, we remember the things of old. We remember how it was growing up in, in, in our youth. And we sit back now and we see some things, how the youth of this age, of this generation, or of the generation that's coming about and about to come out. You get what I'm saying? See, you have a generation that's already been in face or in trend. And that generation has gone out of trend. Now you have a generation that is in trend. But they're moving out of trend. And then you have a generation that's coming in trend. Now the generation that's coming in trend is the now generation. In other words, that is a generation that is of your nieces and nephews or your grand nieces and nephews they're coming in behind that you get what i'm saying the generation now is your nieces and nephews the generation that's that's about to be coming in and be trending is your grand nieces and nephews your you know your 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 grandchildren but right now the generation is your children You see, we, we can sit back as elders, the generation that is no longer trending. Uh, and when I say trending, I'm talking about in mainstream, you know, we're, 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 we're not so much of in the society. Uh, we sit and we see the current trending generation that would be our immediate children children and we can say yeah i remember when this i remember when that they got it easy now you know i remember we we wanted to talk to somebody we walked down to their house and sometimes we would have to walk for miles or sometimes we would have to walk here or walk there now they just got his phones and they can they can text and they can tweet and they can they can pluck and they can pick and they can all this other kind of stuff. And they taking snappies and taking selfies and taking it is so <sighs> technological, you know, nowadays. It's just everything is technical. Oh, what time is it? Oh, let me go. You got to flip open your watch and you got to hit your buttons and you got to flip and do this and all again. Oh, it's 10 out of 12. But then meanwhile, you got the clock on the wall 
Nothing fancy about it. Still got the same old hour hand, minute hand, second. It still is operated by either winding it up or you put a battery in it. My brothers, my sisters, the simpleness of some things met with the complications of that of technology. We get caught up, you feel me? And we sit and say, well, you know, they got it easy now, this generation. And and you can sit and you can see the things that they pay attention to and the things they're not paying attention to. And it's disturbing in some respects because you can truly see what they're missing just as you can see what they're paying too much attention to. Now, technology can be a good thing. Truthfully, it can. And I've always welcomed technology. I've always tried to receive and understand technology and see how it can be used to my advantage. But my brothers and sisters, technology, just like a lot of other things, can also be deadly. It can be harmful if used the wrong way in the wrong hands. Just like knowledge. Something as simple as knowledge can be deadly if used wrongly or in the hands of the wrong person. But you say, Brother Tim, what all this has got to do with anything? Well, as time goes by, my brothers and sisters, if you're in that age group with me, if you remember the 80s and you remember the early 90s, then you're probably in that age group with me. We're that generation that is no longer trending. Amen? And our immediate kids, our immediate seeds, that would be our kids, our firstborns, our secondborns, you know, that are within a few years of each other. That would be the trending generation. But guess what? Don't blink too quick. <laughs> oh, jeez, I sure. Yeah, don't you hold, boy, look at here, don't you close your eyes too much. Because, see, the generation that's trending right now, is only seconds from being a non-trending generation. Because, see, our children's children is about to take the stage. And I'm talking about they are just like hairs away from it. You think I'm kidding? Just pay attention. Oh my God, the attitudes of some of them. Mm, dear and the one thing I will say this that I believe was discussed one time before when I was talking with some of my siblings. You know, we sit and we see what took place when we were growing up and the things that, you know, we dealt with or the things that we experienced with our parents. And we say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and whatever. But then as we got older and 
we had kids and we started realizing some things. We started noticing some stuff. And we're like, oh, that's why dad do it. Oh, okay, mom. Oh, wow. And it's not some things become clear. It all come to light. And so we look at our children and we like, yeah. <laughs> when they have kids, we like, yeah. Yeah. Just wait. You're going to get yours. Just wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when they have kids, we're like, yeah, uh-huh. And then they don't get it. They don't get it. But as soon as their kids start getting a little older, and they be like, Mom. Or they be like, Dad. How you, I didn't know that. So-and-so. Was I like this? What did I do this? Wow, man. These, well, I tell you, my daughter, she this and my son. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm saying that karma comes back on you. Some things that you did when you was a kid, when you have children, they're going to do some of them same things, but it's going to be a little worse. Just a little bit. And you're going to be like, wait a minute, oh, what? Did they just, no, what? (laughs) You know, life is interesting because life repeats. It repeats. If you pay close attention, it repeats. And you will see a little bit of yourself in that of your kids. And not just that, but you will see... Thank you, Jesus. You will see some of the things that you experienced. You will see your kids experiencing them. You will see some of the situations that you went through in that of your kids' lives. Because they will be faced with some things and the things that they'll be faced with will bring remembrance unto you. You'll be like, wait a minute, hold on. And then you will begin, and even if you don't remember, you will begin to teach them. You will begin to counsel them. And then you'll think about it. It's like, man, how did I know to tell them that? Think about it. Because you went through it. Maybe not identical to what they're going through, but you went through it in a way to where you were able to tell them. You were able to share with them. You were able to counsel them. You were able to guide them through. Because you dealt with something similar to what they're dealing with. And your kids will even think to themselves like, dang, how did did dad know that? And then it'll come to him like, he must have did this. He had to have done this. Or either he's seen somebody or he had to he had to have gone through this. He had to have experienced this. For him to be able to know this, he was right on point. It happened exactly how he said. Da, 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 da. Mom, she tried to tell me. I just wasn't listening. Look at this here, how it don't unfold My brothers and sisters, what I'm really getting at here 
is although we may not be trending, we're not on stage anymore. But guess what? Just because we're not on the worldly stage, the social stage, okay, like the current generation is, we're still on stage. Y'all didn't get that right there. Just because we're not on worldly stage, him and I, we're not on the social stage. Like the current generation is, we're still on stage. See, our stage is that of a heavenly stage. Our stage is that of, we're, 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 we're the elders now. We're the ones of, of knowledge now. That has to pass down further knowledge into that of the generation that is on stage. So that as they become transitioning on into the stage of where we're at. Oh, come on, y'all. Then they will begin to be of knowledge. And they'll be able to look back and they'll be able to help transition their children. And then as their children are, are transition, then they'll be able to look back and help their children transition. And you say, bro, Tim, where you going with this? The point that I'm trying to make is simple. There's knowledge that needs to be had. There's knowledge in God's word. Concerning life. Now in the word. In the word. Isaiah said this here. He said. But concerning Israel. He says. All day long. I have held out my hands. To a disobedient. And obstinate People. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to learn. They don't want to do nothing. They don't hear me. I'm giving them an opportunity of life. And they're so disobedient. Dissolent. They're just acting just <laughs> unruly. Think about that. Make it think about anything. You getting it yet? Oh, Jesus. Yabokasha. And you and see, this is why I say life repeats itself. Come on, y'all. Pay attention now. Life repeats itself. What he's saying here in this word is taking place right now before our eyes. Yoroshabaka. Mm, Jesus. And we are the ones, we are the Isaiahs. That are trying to get our children to see. Oh man. Come on y'all. So if you have the opportunity. Take it. If you've been given the chance. Follow through on it. Share that word. Because see right here it says. Faith comes from hearing the message 
And if you want your children to be in faithfulness, you want your children to be steadfast, they need to hear the word. They need to hear the message of Christ. Because how can they have faith if they don't hear the word? And how can they hear the word if there ain't nobody to bring the word? And how can anybody be bring the word if they're not sent? <laughs> oh man, we got so much that's going on right now, y'all. This word is so full of knowledge. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? I was just thinking just the other day, and I said to myself, I said, man, you know what? Yeah, I got a lot of things going on, Dad. Different projects and stuff I really want to see come to fruition. And the one thing that's really been, I hate to say eating at me, but it's really been on my heart. It really has these last several weeks. Um, I took a backstage. I took a step back so that I could work more on me. And as far as my wellness, and then when I say my wellness, and I'm not necessarily talking about like my physical health, because my physical health is is good. And I'm not necessarily talking so much about my mental health either. Because my my mental health is, is great. My emotions are not running all over the place. And spiritually, I can always be strengthened spiritually. I'm always seeking more knowledge. I'm always seeking to be closer to God, my Heavenly Father. But just all in all, my wellness. You know, not just my physicalness, but... Everything that is around me, everything that is associated unto me, everything that is me right at this moment. And then when I say that, I'm not I'm not even including my children. I'm not even including my my seeds. You know, I'm talking about just me right now. I'm talking about my energy. I'm talking about everything that is of me right now and everything that's within range of me, which within grasp of me. I'm talking about where I lay my head, where I rise. I'm talking about why I sit and break bread. I'm talking about why I pray. I'm talking about me, my dwelling, my space, my sanctum. You feel me? So, in my shadow crew. I'm working on that. And I have a place that I can lay my head. A place that I rise. A place that I can, I can sit in peace. A place that I can break bread. I I have that. And as I've worked on me. And I'm still working on me. My brothers. My sisters. I, I, I can't shun. This. Heaviness in my heart. To. Be of help. To be. Blessful to others. And. I believe that we all have. Some moments where we go through where. We want to do something for someone. But we shun back because we've been burned. 
you know, we have good and kind and compassionate hearts and we, you know, we're loving and we caring and, you know, we give and, and, and all until that moment when we get burned and we get burned bad enough, we be like, hmm, you know what I'm saying? And, and then we, 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 we're real hesitant to help. And if we help anybody, it's, it's very little and not often. God has put in us a kind and gentle and compassionate heart. Caring and giving and loving. And we are to use that. We are to pour out that. We are to portray that. Because that is of God. And how do we portray that? By sharing that with others. You can't walk around just being kind and nice unto yourself. What's the meaning behind that? What's the purpose? Like the word says, that's like taking a candle and closing it up and putting it on. Nobody sees it. It is meant to be on a stand so that it brings light to the whole house. You don't light a candle and stick it on a bowl. <laughs> First of all, it's going to most likely go out. <laughs> and secondly, nobody's going to see it. It ain't going to give you no light. It is meant to be sitting on its base so that the whole room, the whole house can be lit up. So my point on that is that what God has given you what God is placing you, what is of you, that is of God, the kindness, the generosity, the compassion, the humbleness, the meekness, the joyfulness, the, the love, all that is meant to be poured out. Now, I'm not saying recklessly, because, yeah, you know, we can we can get going and we can get all caught up in it, man. We can, you know, help people and then we get burned. And the more we get burned, the less we're willing to help. To the point where we're just completely shut down and do nothing. And then what happens is we think we're happy. We think that we're content with it. But truthfully, we're not. It may seem that way. But truthfully, our spirit is moaning. Because that is not our purpose. Think of it like this right here. All the goodness and the blessedness of that of Christ. If he kept all that to himself and did not share, did not pour that out. Where would we be? His kindness, his generosity, his love, his compassion. If he kept it all inside. If he hid the goodness and the greatness and the brightness of that light. That no one knew. If he did not take the assignment. Where would we be? Think about that. So how can you. Sit on your life. How can you keep your doors closed. And your windows all locked up. And your shutters never open. <laughs> 
to reveal the light that God has bestowed upon you. The light of Christ that is carried in you. It shines, but nobody sees it. It brings forth truth. For it is truth, but nobody knows it. Why? Because you have not shared it. You have not spoken it. You have not professed it to anyone other than that of yourself. So you're hoarding what is given. Oh, my God, wait a minute. Hold on. What then? Then who are you? Isaiah said it best. He said, I have held out my hand. <laughs> hmm, my God. All day long, he said, I have held out my hand to a disobedient and obsolete people. I know that's how you feel sometimes. You're like, man, these people ain't paying no attention. They don't want to do nothing. But guess what? I feel his frustration. But we still must go on. We still must go on. And when it comes to your children, don't, don't think that they're not listening. Trust me, they listening. They listening. They listening. Just because they may not be repeating what you're saying, just because they may not be quoting the scriptures, they listening. They listening. And 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 see, I have. I have proof that they listening. Because I was having a conversation with my son, one of my, one my, my eldest son, and he shared something with me. And I'm just listening to him, and, you know, he's sharing with me and sharing with me. And he said a few things, and I was like, mm, hallelujah. I was, you, you know what it feels like to be proud? Of your child. You know what it feels like to be. Really truly just at that moment. Where you can just say God. There it is. I've done it. When you realize. That your child has learned. When you realize that your child. Has gotten it. All these years you've been trying to tell them. All these times you've been talking to them and saying, you know, this and that, and, you know, you've been sharing, you've been this. And then they turn around at that one moment when you least suspect it. And they say some things and you like, what? Did he? Did, did. Wow. And that moment you realize, at that moment you realize that they got it. You realize that they're understanding. You realize that their life has taken a turn. And they're flowing in a direction that you were praying that they will begin to flow in. They're, they're beginning to seek some things that you were praying and, 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 and crying out to God for them to begin to seek. 
they're trying to get away from some things. They're running from some stuff that they no longer have a desire to be a part of. And see, you were praying for that. And then to be in that moment where you're starting to notice that they're doing just that. Who Jesus. Be a Mm, the feeling, the feeling, my brothers and sisters, the feeling is so blissful. It's, it's, oh my God, dear Boshak. Mm, dear the Roshi Baklak Nayashi. It's just so blessing. It's, 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 it's so blissful. It's, it's just, it's like an overwhelming, joyful experience. That all you can do is just sit there and just take it in. <laughs> just bask in it. It's just just that. It's just that wonderful. And I just sat there just listening. And I responded when I needed to respond. But I was so blessed to hear those words that he said. I was so blessed to hear the conversation coming from his mouth. On some things that I was hoping and desiring and praying that he would get and begin to start walking and having the, not just a desire, but be putting forth effort. And that it would become clear understanding unto him. And then when he spoke and said what he said, I was like, hallelujah, Jesus. So my brothers and sisters. I can understand that we may be like Isaiah. We might be tired. We might be like, you know, these dis these these disobedient people, man, they don't they ain't getting it. I don't told them and told them and told them. They're not getting it. Man, they're not getting it. But you keep telling them. You keep speaking it. You keep going. You keep pouring into their lives. Because guess what? Eventually, they're going to get it. And see, and it's not... And, 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 let me clarify what I'm saying and what I just said. It's not that they just all of a sudden get it. But what happens is that it gets to a point to where they get tired of being tired of being tired. And then those things that you have said, the things that you've spoken to their lives, the information that you've shared with them, it all starts coming to a head. And then they be like, oh, man. And then they start realizing that, yeah, I see what dad was saying. Oh, I, I understand now what mama was so adamant about. And then they begin to make a commitment that they're going to change their lives around. They begin to make a commitment that, hey, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And it may not seem like anything at first. And it may seem like they're still kind of flowing in what they were flowing in. But give them time. Keep praying for them. Don't give up on them. Keep speaking in their lives. Keep having those conversations with them. Because what's going to happen is slowly but surely, you're going to start seeing all that oldness being peeled off, being shedded, being dropped to the side. You're going to start seeing it. And just keep speaking them. And even when you have the opportunity, let them know that you see it. Let them know you see it. Let them know you sense that in them. So that way, that gives them the encouragement, 
that builds their faith to know that, okay, I, I, I have been trying to, you know, change. I have been trying to do some things. And so when you let them know that you see, when you when you share with them, like, you know, hey, I have been noticing some change in you. And see, now when, I, when you do that, guess what? They're going to be like, oh, man, somebody gets it. <laughs> somebody sees it. And that, believe it or not, that is like motivation on ten times steroid right there. Cause that that gonna motivate them, that that lifts them up, edifies them in ways that you cannot even imagine, bro. So when you do that, you guess what? Just just keep your eye on them and see what happens. <laughs> you know, it's you have to look at it like this. You too once was going through you too once had a moment where you had to share some things before you can begin to truly be who you were and who you are now you know what i'm saying you you know you didn't always look what you were working on you didn't always look the part you know you might have been working on doing some things but you didn't always look like that person that was working on it because why people still seem to owe you? It didn't mean you weren't doing it. It's just that they kept seeing to owe you because you had not completely shed it. What was the owe you? You were shedding it. But you weren't completely shedding it. And not only that, they were seeing what they wanted to see. Because see, oh my God, here we go. We finna, I'm finna look. Mm, Belgorosia. Finna cross over into another conversation right now. If people do not see you for the new you, that's because they're trying to hold you to the old you. Because they have gotten comfortable with that. And that's what they want. Because it matches what they're doing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all better listen to this right now. Stop fellowshipping with those who are trying to hold you to the old you. Who you need to be fellowshipping with is those who are trying to pull out the new you in you. Those who are trying to get the new person of you to shine. Those who are trying to help you share the old you. That's who you need to be fellowshipping with. It's not that they're trying to dismiss your bloodline. But what they're doing is they see the potential that God has placed on you. The potential that he has bestowed in that of you. They see that. And they're trying to help you to bring that to the surface. Bring that to fruition. Mm, Jesus. And the one way to do that. Is to begin to shed light on it. Because see the more you shed light on the old person. It takes away the light and the attention on the new and then you're going to begin to think, well, what's the purpose? Why am I wasting all my time putting all this energy to try to change when people are not even paying attention to that? When people are not even caring, when people are trying to keep holding me to the old. And, and so you're going to begin to think, okay, it's okay then. It's okay for me to be this because, you know, it doesn't matter. People don't care if I'm changing. So you, you begin to just, unless you are a strong mind. And see, you wonder why they're, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for bringing forth some nuggets today. 
You wonder why people back off. You wonder why you see people changes like you see them and they're in a transformation. And then all of a sudden they just stop mid-screen. And then next time you see them, they don't flip right back into where they was at. You wonder why. Because they begin to think to themselves, I'm doing all this. I'm putting all this effort. And people still holding me to the old me. Then it must be okay. And they get to the point they get discouraged. And they just say, screw it. And they stay where they at. They never truly develop into the potential that God has bestowed on them. Come on, y'all. Don't stop mid-screen. Keep going and let your potential rise up. Come on, y'all. Keep going and let that potential truly, fully develop in you. It's there. You already don't usher it for it. You already don't begin to build upon it. The foundation is solid. Because you're standing on Christ. So go ahead and let it be built. And let the old you be torn down. Don't think about what people are saying. Don't, don't, don't sit there and stand with those who are trying to hold you accountable to the oldness. Who are trying to keep holding you there. And kind of keep looking at you as that person. As that thing. As that activity. No, you're not that anymore. You are a new. And the more that you hold on to that, the more that you embrace that. Oh my God. Dear bullshit. My liar. The more and the stronger that you're going to begin to develop in that which God has created you to be great in. Truthfully, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Mm. All right, my brothers and sisters, that notification was letting me know that we have reached that moment in the show. It's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought for this week. The spiritual food for thought for this week is as follows. Consequently, faith comes. From hearing the message. And the message is heard. Through the word about Christ. Once again. Spiritual food for thought for this week. Consequently. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard. Through the word about Christ. My brothers and sisters. As I've been saying this whole time. And as I share with you about the. Trending generation and the non-trending generation, the non-trending generation, and then the generation that's about to be trending. I hope that you were able to follow along as I was sharing that with you. Uh, basically, just meaning that we as elders, we as parents, we are becoming the non-trending generation. In other words, meaning we're not at the forefront right now. Okay, our children are at the forefront. Okay, and and another way of putting it is that we're not the ones that are the fo- that has the focus of the country, that has the attention of the world. Let's put it that way. 
Um, that's what I mean, trending. And that's what I mean, stage. We're not on center stage anymore. Um, we have left the stage, my brothers and sisters. But we're on a different stage. We're on that stage and we're in that trending where we're trying to help our children who are now currently trending. Our first, our, our direct children. You know, our first and second born that, you know, were born within years of each other. We're right now on that platform. We're in that space where we're trying to do what we can to further help them make the transition from center stage to that untrending stage. We are trying to help them get the message fully. So that they can continue on on the path that they need to continue on and be receiveth of that of eternal life. And in doing so, they will be able to not just receive that and receive it and have it walked out in their lives, but they'll be able to present that unto that of their children. And then their children will be able to perceive truly and receive what they need to be able to transition on as, as well. But right now, my brothers and sisters, as you, you read this right here, and I believe that the spiritual food for thought for this week really, really touches on that because it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. From hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Hearing the message. Hmm, Jesus. See, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's see. Here we go. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then it says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those bringing good news. Jesus. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the world. The words to the ends of the world. Again, I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation <laughs> that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. <laughs> no, they weren't even looking for me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But Concerning Israel, he says, 
all day long. I have held out my hand to a disobedient and obsolete people. My brothers and sisters, you feeling like that right now? You say, why am I doing this? What am I got going on? So my brothers and sisters, are you any kind of way kind of feeling that way? Is there anything, any thought in your mind that's got you thinking like, why? You know, are they getting it yet? Are they there yet? You're bringing all this knowledge forth and you're sharing with your children. You're sharing it with everyone else. And you're just hoping, you're praying that they're going to begin to walk in what it is that you have been sharing, what you have been bestowing, what you have been faithfully blessing unto them. Well, I'm here to tell you, just keep going. Don't give up. Because eventually you will be tasting of the fruit. You will. And you are going to be so blessed. It's going to blow you away. And you're going to be like, oh, blessed be Jesus. So don't give up. Don't give in. Just keep going. Keep sharing, keep talking, keep keep going. Because, see, this is the thing. They hear you. They hear you. And and the things that you're saying, it's, it's working. It's, 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 it's taking, it's, you know, they're taking it into account. And it's, it's in the grand scheme of things. So don't give up. Don't give up. Amen? Don't give up. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Yeah, don't give up. Because they, 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 they receiving it. They may not be saying nothing about that they receiving it, but they receiving it. They receiving it. Some of all parts of this week's message is quoted from Romans 10, 1 through 21 in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Romans 10, 1 through 21 found in the NIV. For more encouragement through the week, you can find us over on these platforms. IG, Facebook, and Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. Once again, IG, Facebook, and Twitter as Encouragement Daily Blog. And if you're more into audio and you really like the podcast, you can find us on Anchor.fm as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Once again, that's Anchor.fm, Encouragement Daily Podcast podcast go ahead and check us out over there get yourself situated so you can begin to get the notifications of the new episodes coming up amen and you will truly be blessed i'm talking about richly blessed amen thank you again for joining in and taking time to fellowship this week and be receivers of this encouraging message 
I truly pray that you were able to perceive and that you receive this message. That it can be blissfully walked out in your life. And as we continue on this day, I pray that the remainder of the day be blessful for you. Just as the rest of the week be even more blessful for you and that of the Lord. And until next time we come together for encouraging fellowship. May all things be joyous and blessful in that of your life. May you continue to be in uplifting joy in that of your spirit. And may your heart be bursting forth with the happiness of that of Christ. My brothers and sisters, regardless of the situation and the circumstance, find joy in it. Find joy. Amen. Find joy. Find joy. Thank you, Jesus. And I would like to leave you with this closing prayer. Blessed be the old Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that is given and blessed unto us in this time that we've shared in this encouraging fellowship. I thank you for bestowing unto me a wonderful and glorious word to share with that of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that they were able to perceive as well as that they received what you desired, O oh Father God, for them to be walking out in their lives. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gloriousness of that of your presence in their lives. I pray that they will continue to be able to share and shine their light and not keep it hidden, regardless of the situation and the circumstances. I thank you, Father God, that they are growing now and all things be that of you. I thank you even furthermore, O Heavenly Father, that they are strengthening, O Father God, not just in that of themselves, but they're strengthening, O Father God, in the bond with that of their children and even their children's children. In Jesus' glorious name, O Heavenly Father, may they be pleasing and gloriously upright before you. Amen and amen. My brothers and sisters, until next time we come together, keep your heads up and continue to keep shining your light. Amen. And don't give up. God bless you. Love you.